name's Rob Cutforth, and this is the end of all things, sorta. This is not a full podcast episode. This is a special kind of end of all things guide to the Manchester Literature Festival. I, I mean, well, now that summer's over and the fucking Olympics are finished, I thought it was probably time to crank the podcast back into action, and this is a good way to kind of ease into it. Um, don't even talk to me about the stupid Olympics. Boy, oh boy, didn't you Brits do well. You really threw that pole far and jumped the shit out of that sand pit. I'm sure glad all that lottery money was diverted from charities and arts organizations to sporting federations. They're so good at handling people's money. I'm so glad to see some Taekwondo guy get a lot of money for Taekwondoing. Did you even watch it? God, it's, it's not even a good sport. Two people bouncing up and down and, you know, crashing into each other every now and again. How do you even judge it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Nationalist bullshit. Good for you, GB. Well done. Never mind that no one who does anything else other than sport. How much money did that golf guy get? If he got a penny of lottery funding, I'm going to blow the, this country to bits. I'm not going to. You missed me, though, didn't you? <laughs> uh, like I said, it, this is a, a short version of the uh, podcast. Um, I know you've been totally jonesing for a full episode. Uh, there's a truck backing up. I should say I'm back in the Burley Fields uh, MMU place, so there's people around. I'm in the shadow of the Joy Division bridge, which I guess is a bit of a big deal. Uh, and not a one-hit wonder. I didn't really th- intend for this intro to be so banty, but yeah, it is. Joy Division. I, new order or better. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm just next to that bridge that was on their, the cover of their album. Um, if that means anything to you. Uh, like I said, I know you're totally jonesing for a full End of All Things episode. There will be, another, there's another one coming up straight away um i am going to edinburgh this week and i'm going to record one from there and i'm going to hopefully try to get a hold of some authors there while i'm there and uh, see how that works that that'll be the that'll be next week so you've got this one and then you got another one next week so two and two weeks aren't you lucky um this one was actually only supposed to be a short bit of the intro to the next one but then the chat with kate Kate Feld, the person I talked to who's, you know, my very good pal and member of the Manchester Literature Festival has a lot to do with him. I don't know what her actual job title is, um, but it's important, I think. Uh, anyway, she's, we had a good chat and it's, it turned into about a half an hour, which made it too long for a, an intro and too short for its own podcast. So it's kind of, this one's kind of in the middle. Um... I was heavily hungover, which made for quite a chilled little chat. By the way, if you can hear the wind, that's because I forgot my microphone at home and I'm using the work one, and work is too tight to pay for the muff bit at the top, so you're probably going to be hearing some wind. Uh, It's probably not a lot, though, because it's quite a nice day. Really sunny and, by British standards, hot. 24 degrees. That's uh, British for a heat wave. I'm supposed to get up to 27. Anyway, why am I talking about the weather? 
Kate Feld, who, as I mentioned, is a mate of mine. She's was I think she was part of the first podcast I ever did. Um, she's also she's basically into all things literature in the city, including the Manchester Literature Festival. This was only supposed to give you a flavor of the festival. Ugh. I hate that word. Why did I say it? It's an, uh, the worst turn of phrase in the world. I hate the word flavor or any kind of food-based adjectives. Um, sorry about that. You know, when football pundits describe something like a match, like a wa- mouth-watering tie, makes me want to projectile vom to death. Anyway, this interview isn't tiny. It, uh, like I say, it's about half an hour, if memory serves. And it contains a uh, solid dollop, I guess, of Kate's textbook bollocking of me as well for not taking this podcast seriously. Um, especially when it, I, when it just comes to mucking my way through the interviews without really knowing a lot about the person I'm interviewing. I don't know if you've noticed that, but uh, I often... Um, I like to learn on the job, um, and Kate doesn't. She likes to do loads of research because uh, she's a pro and I'm not. Um, she not only does she read the current book of who she's interviewing, she reads like previous ones as well. Anyway, the Manchester Literature Festival, yeah, that's actually what I'm talking about today, uh, is awesome this year. There's loads of stuff to see, and we talk about most of it, really. And uh, just kind of give you, I'm not going to say flavor again, give you an idea of some of the events that are going on. And we actually talk about uh, Kate's, uh, the real story, their night, who got, just got lottery, not lottery funding, of course not lottery funding. That all went to the Olympic athletes, didn't it? Uh, got Arts Council funding, funding, which is also great. Uh, anyway, so here it is. Uh, you'll be getting a proper episode from me this week, as I said. Uh, and that one's going to be with Emma Jane Unsworth, who I interviewed at the Wilderness Festival last month. And I will probably be coming to you next from Edinburgh. So, yeah, have a listen to this and then go to the Manchester Literature Festival and check out their events because it's a particularly good year. And I'm sure there's something that we talk about in this episode that you will enjoy. There's, there was some uh, post-apocalyptic stuff that I thought would be very interesting. Um, and if you're not even into literature, you can go and watch Johnny Marr and maybe he'll be there with the Joy Division people. But probably not. He'll probably be talking about some book he wrote. Yeah, so listen to this. Go to that. And uh, if you're in Edinburgh, come and say hi to me. I will be roaming around. Uh, unless you're weird, then please don't. All right? I will see you next week, or I'll talk to you next week. Until then, bye. We have Ian McMillan, and we have his son also. But Andrew. Yep. Ah. Not, former podcast guest of yeah. They're not doing the same event. Oh, why don't they? They'd be they well, do stuff together. Well, I think they are doing some stuff together for someone else, but... For us, they're doing two separate events because Andrew McMillan is doing an event with Garth Greenwell, who wrote okay. this incredible novel. I know what that is. See, that's the guy that everyone's talking about should have got the Booker long list, but didn't. I think, yeah. I think he was literally, everyone on my Twitter feed was saying it's an outrage that he wasn't on it. It's the book, What What Belongs to You. Yeah. It's supposed to be incredible. Yeah. Yep. Savage Reads guy goes on and on about that. Yep. Simon Savage. I met him. Yep. Yeah, he's he's been, I've, I've followed him for a while. He's very... Yeah, see, you follow... 
Like, I, I never tell you anything new. No, no. Someday you will. <laughs> one day I will. Look forward to that. Um, one of the things I'm the most excited about, actually, is um, The Good Immigrant. Yeah. Have you have you heard about that? Yes. Yep. Nikesh Shukla. Nikesh Shukla is the editor of this, and it's a bunch of essays by different people of color talking about immigration and being an outsider and right. kind of exclusion and difference um, in Britain. So... We're really excited about that. So one. that's they're kind of unknown writers as well, aren't they? Some of them are, and some of them aren't. There, right. some of them are like very well-known writers. Yes. Um, some of them. Who's the most well-known one next to Nikesh? Um, well, we've got the book right here. Because I'm assuming he's probably the most famous because he's organized. Well, plus, he's say that. Um, have have a look here. Um, I mean, oh. actually, Selena Godden, yep. who is is a one of the essayists here, is appearing at another event. She is a performance poet. Okay. Um, who is just incredible, and she is performing with Holly McNish. They're doing oh, yeah. a spoken word kind of double acting uh, over at Gorilla, so that's going to be another great oh, event. Nifty. Um, so, but you know, I think there's just a variety of people involved. Um, Himesh Patel is an actor who's been on television quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of a, a a real range of people, but yeah, that's getting lots of good press actually. It's an unbound. Oh, is it? So this was uh, what yeah. you call it? Uh, what is the thing where crowdfunded? Yeah. Yep. That's the word. It was, and I think I read the other day that someone is doing uh, a similar project around working class. Yeah. Writers. Dead ink. Dead ink. Yep. Yeah. Are doing that. That was that just sprung on uh, Twitter out of nothing. I was. I, I think was it was actually. Yeah, I think it was. Nikesh. That Kesh said, "Well, yeah. why doesn't someone do this?" Yeah. And then Deading just said, "Okay, we'll do that." It's kind of interesting because I'm I'm tempted to write something about it because you know I've been thinking about class a lot. Yeah. As I. Am but you're not a working, a you're not working class though yourself. I don't even know what that means. Like as a foreigner, what does that mean? I, I don't know. It's I it's. I you're like asking I, the wrong guy. I'm a, like we are kind of classless in the society. Well, in that's what we would say, because I never realized I was working class till I moved to Britain. Yeah. And I, like my dad sold cars and my mom worked as a bookkeeper, so I was like, oh yeah, you're working class. I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't yeah. even notice. No, it's don't not really care about that really sort of thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. In the so I don't even. I have no idea. It'll be interesting to see how they decide who's working class enough to contribute. How would you prove it? Well, I don't think that they're going to ask. I think I, I was reading it, and it sounds like what they're doing is they're—it's a self-identification thing. Yeah. Basically, if you—I <laughs> don't want to say if you think you're hard enough, but yeah. if you think you're working class enough, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're send enough. us an essay. Yeah. Um, but working, being working class, seems like one of those things in the society that most people seem to think that they are working class. I see. But, I think the exact opposite. Oh, really? I think most people. I think. It, it used to be, and this is this is so silly too. People who aren't from England talking about class in England, but I don't think so. But it, they, it seems like that people used to wear working class like a badge of honor, but now it's more a shameful thing. Oh, really? I guess I don't think people are. I don't think people are as as keen to say it anymore. Really? Huh. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe I've moved up in the world. I don't know. Well, that's an interesting <laughs> one to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of good. Non-fiction events. I mean, obviously, that's a big interest of mine. Was that that was a good segue? Yeah. Um, and I wasn't even going to talk about the real story. I was going to talk about yes, Olivia Lang. Okay, fine. Because um, so I just happened to turn the page and see that uh, 
the event with her new book, The Lonely City, uh, is on here. And we had her uh, before talking about a wonderful book, The Trip to Echo Spring, which she wrote uh, about writers and drinking. Uh, this book is about solitude and okay. urban loneliness. Oh, wow. That sounds um, good. It's a... It's, I think I've heard of her, but I'm not sure. Yeah, she's just an incredible writer. Uh, really, really... So what's she doing? Just talking about the book then? Or she's she talking about the book. And yeah, it's going to be an in-conversation event. I'm actually hosting that one. Right. And she's going to be... She went and lived in New York City for a while on her own and kind of researched and did the work of some artists, including Andy Warhol. Okay. Is and she British? She is British. Oh, right. And Henry Darger and Edward Hopper. Oh, neat. So... Edward so, Hopper? I thought he'd be too old. She must be fairly... She's not a spring chicken then if she's hanging out with Andy Warhol and Ed Well, Hopper. no, no, no. She went and researched their work. She wasn't hanging out <laughs> with them because, of course, okay. they're they're dead. Yes. So... They, but they were pretty... Yeah. It's still possible. She could be like 80 <laughs> or something. No. she's. Unfo- I'm sure she would have loved that. <laughs> Sorry, Olivia. Anyway, uh, we've also got... Let's see. Um... Is that a garbage truck at this time of day? Uh, I don't know. It's all going on on Edge Street. Who, who even knows? Um, so we have another really cool nonfiction event coming up, actually, is we're calling the bookend events. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is coming up on the, let's see, I believe it is the 8th of September. So this is way before the main body of the festival. Okay. So I just, it's, That'll be shortly after this podcast comes okay. out. Okay. Well, this is Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He wrote this book called Sapiens, which was a huge, yeah. huge bestseller, right? Um, so he has a new book coming out called Homo Deus, A, a Brief History of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is sort of, it's interesting because he's an historian, but he's kind of like a, a historian of the future. Okay. So you would be interested in this with yeah. your love of dystopia. Yeah. Basically, this is the science of kind of dystopia. Oh, cool. So he is talking about things like the rise of data religion, and, you know, artificial intelligence and genetic engineering and, like, how society is going to fracture into these sort of, you know, biological haves and have-nots and wow. how it's going to affect things. Yeah, sort of exactly what's happening. Yeah, in essence. pretty much. What's <laughs> yeah. happening in real time, projecting it further, and just talking about the big picture of, you know, how that, what that is going to mean for us. Right. On a, on a grand scale. So I know he's not, the world's not doing me any favors by... All, like, the worst po- post-apocalyptic dystopia you can imagine is actually happening, which is really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. you see that? Why is it not, it's not even fiction anymore. It's did a, you see the thing about the corpse flowers? That was crazy. No. Oh, God. Just just Google corpse flowers. It's all, basically, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of the future and dystopia, of course, your friend Margaret Atwood yeah. is coming back. I know. Uh, which it's like it, it, she's your um, Bjork. She's our Bjork. Oh my God! You know, because no. the Manchester International Festival, you just she comes every year. It's, or Damon Albarn. You know, <laughs> yeah. listen. If she is our Bjork, I am honored to yes. have Margaret Atwood. But is our Bjork? Okay. Yeah. Because who else would you want as your Bjork? You know, Stephen King. Yeah. Get no. Stephen King next time. Stephen King. I don't think he comes over here that much, mm. but. I'm really excited about this one because she is retelling Shakespeare here. Oh, right. Okay. It's it's Hagseed, her new book in the Hogarth Shakespeare series, which is uh, retellings of Shakespearean stories by uh, incredible authors like uh, Jeanette Winterson okay. did one. 
on a winter's tale. Uh, so this is kind of, this is a retelling of the Tempest. Um, and it, f- from what I've read, it just looks incredible. Right. But in a novel. Yeah, not a, play. a novel. A novel. Yep. All right. Novel versions of novelizations mm. of. Oh, please tell me it's not. She's not written it in oldie worldie. No, no, no. It's set okay. in the modern day, and it's around. Uh, it's kind of meta because it's around a theater director who is actually staging the Tempest. Oh. So okay. it, it's all yeah. Yeah. That's right. So it's it's uh, an interesting. Seriously, one. meta. Yep. Uh, so yeah, and that's happening on the seventh of October. That's actually our big launch event. Okay. So that's that's going to be great. What yeah. is Kez? Ah, oh, what is Kez? Now, yeah, Kez is a wonderful, wonderful. Uh, well, it's really famous as a film. Um, oh, is this, okay. I think I know. It's a it's a bird or something. It's, isn't a, it? it's yeah. Well, it's about a working class boy in Yorkshire who mm-hmm. trains a kestrel. Um, right. And it's based on a book. Uh, by Barry Hines called A Kestrel for a Knave. Right. Um, so this is a film that had a huge, huge impact on culture. I mean, it was just like a, a really pivotal film. Um, and so it's going to be Ian McMillan mm-hmm. um, and Richard Hines, the brother of Barry, who's, oh, wow, on okay. whose experiences the book and the film were actually based. Oh, it's, it's a true story. It's a true story. Oh, yep. right. Based okay. on a true story. It's a novel based on a true story. So... Oh. So Richard Hines has written his own book now, um, and that's going to be really interesting. Cool. I'm definitely going to Lionel Shriver again. I've seen her once before. She is very, very entertaining. Yeah, you saw her at where did hey you see her? At Hey, right? Yeah, I yeah, remember you hey came Festival. back raving about. That. Yeah, yeah. She's she's really what's uh, delightfully spiky. I are you interviewing her? Oh no! Oh, I'm you're not a lucky girl. Her. I would not go anywhere near it. You She's, know, she gives interviewers a pretty hard time. We have we have hosted events with her before, and I think she's great. Mm. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm not doing her very entertaining interview with her. I would actually love to interview her. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's not me who's doing that. Who um, is it? Is it somebody else famous or it? It is. It's Dr. Katie Shaw, who is a, an author herself. Right. Um, very very smart person and great interviewer i've seen her do stuff before she did our paul mason event last year oh yeah so i i imagine it'll so be she'll be all right an incredible conversation yeah mm. um and there's so much to talk about with that book the mandibles I i've mean, not read it yet i've got it i've got it and i've got it signed copy from when i saw it at hay but it's that's post-apocalyptic as well yeah that's like that's kind of post-apocalyptic it's it's post-financial apocalypse yeah. Um, and it's set in kind of like the not so far off future. Um, yeah. So it's kind of within reach, but yeah. it's still, you know, kind of speculative. But I think yeah. that with the Brexit things happening, a lot of people are saying, you know, this is pretty much, you know, on the nose. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's worth looking at for sure. Worth reading. Yeah. I got so many books to read. People keep sending me them, which is like the... I mean, it's the worst kind of first world problem I could possibly imagine. But podcast people keep sending me books. It's Talk to me. Oh, okay, my God. Look at this, right? This is what I have to live with all the time. Do you have to read all these? No. <laughs> no, I don't Ooh, have to I read, read all these. I want to read that one. Yeah. it's. I don't have to read all of them. I Right now I'm working my way through the books that I have to host events about. Oh, yeah. Do you so, have to read all the books? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I'm supposed to read... I don't even read the books for the people I interview. 
I, re- I, I start. I start them. The, I get the gist. Do you see this look? Yeah. Do you see this look? I get the gist, right? I'm Dude. interviewing. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't read all the books. Yes, you can. You can. Ugh. I mean, if I'm doing an in-conversation event with authors, then I feel like I have to. Cause... Why? Because... Maybe if they're, if they're launching a book, sure. Sure. But if it's, it's more about the book than it is about them, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I definitely have to read the, the recent book that they have, mm. the, either the one that they're launching or, you know, yeah. and as many of their other books as possible. Oh, my God. I wing it. Okay. I don't, totally I don't want to know about that. <laughs> anyway, right now, do you know what I'm reading right now? Which no. Which is wonderful. Um, is this, a, this book, The Loney? Have oh, I know that. Yeah. Um, no, I think I know it because of you. Did you tweet oh. about it? No, I didn't tweet about it. Um, I haven't tweeted who about write, it yet. Who wrote it? Uh, I'm just looking for it here. Um, it oh, is... Miss Prepared. I read all the books. You don't even yeah. know who re- wrote the book you're reading right now. No, I just want to get the name <laughs> right. Because it's a complicated name. It's on our Rising Stars event. There you go. Andrew Michael Hurley. Sorry, I just uh, can't remember his name. I've heard of it. I don't know why. He's doing an event with Jen Ashworth. Oh, that's um, probably why. So they're doing... Because his book uh, is set up on the Cumbrian coast, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, or at least near Cumbria. and Yeah, I think it's near Barrow. Okay. Um, so, and that's part of the world that Jen yeah. writes about and, you know, comes yeah. from. all those curious tales, law. It seems to really attract spooky stories. Mm. Yeah. And the Loney is shaping up to be pretty spooky. Yeah. It's one of those things, I don't really read horror stories yeah. very much. And I'm kind of like, oh, this is going to be scary. Yeah. See, I don't, yeah. I, I don't mind reading scary stuff. It just doesn't even phase me. I just flip right through it. I mean, any kind of movie, though, that's got... Even the remote, even the, the smallest little jump in it, and I can't yeah. deal with it, and I have to turn it off. But reading it, just no, no, it. no. This one, I'm struggling with this one. It's starting to get yeah. really creepy. Uh. And I'm kind of like, oh. I mean, I write creepy stuff myself, yeah. so it's really hilarious that yeah. like I would have a problem reading it. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading Fell to you. I haven't read Fell yet. I have this book. that one. I have read. Hey, and I read the whole thing. One to you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, I can't say no, can I? But I did. I actually did okay. like it. It's really, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Oh, please don't make me describe books. No, I'm not going to make you describe it. It's fine. Um, I, I'm glad you liked it. Well, that should be a really good event with those two. Um, mm. I mean, the main events, kind of our big, you know, the kind Hollywood of, moments. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. But the, the kind of more well-known authors include, we've got Jillian Slovo coming on the 8th of October, Lem Sisay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 8th of October. He won't come on the podcast. I've tried. Ah, uh, well... He's too big. I have, have to get more have famous. Have you gone through the university? No, see, I've not gone that way yet. Mm. I'm not going to pressure him into it. No. Like, I just went through his, I think his agent or his uh, his website or something. Well, trying to get him on. Go along to the event and see if you yeah. can talk to him. Uh, that's actually the closing event of the Black and Asian Writers Conference. Which okay. we're hosting as part of the festival this oh, year. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so that's kind of like the big finale to that. Yeah. Um, you've got Jenny Murray doing an afternoon tea. Uh, Jenny Murray, the presenter of Woman's Hour, who is a force of nature. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Uh, you've got Rose Tremaine, uh, who's a wonderful novelist. I don't know if you've ever read her, but nope. I really shared this wonderful book, Restoration, that I absolutely adored. Um, we have got the... Let's see, Jonathan Safran Fur, which will be mm-hmm. in conversation with Jeanette Winterson, so that'll be a really interesting event. Mm. Um, let's see, Jackie Kay, 
We've oh, got yeah, yeah, yeah. coming yep. um, to Holly St. Peter's. We've got Anne Enright coming. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. I oh, love that's Anne cool. Enright. Yeah. Um, What's the deal? Vivian Westwood. Vivian Westwood, yes. Vivian She's got Westwood. a book or something. She does. She has a book about her life. Okay, so, so it's not it's, like just a book of fashion tips. <laughs> it is not. And let me tell you, if you think that that's all Vivian Westwood has to talk about, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. Oh, really? Have you read that one as well? I have not read this one. I don't. It's not out yet, but okay. it's based on stuff that she's written before for her blog and you know other things that she's okay. written. I've read some of her writing before, and she's an incredible, like just a fount of ideas and passion about. She's really involved in activism. Mm-hmm. I knew, in yeah, I knew environmental that. activism, um, and it's just such a kind of really interesting thinker. So, like, actually, I think it's going to be. A fantastic book. What is it, a book of essays then? No, it's it's a book of writing about her life. So she's talking about uh, her, you know, just like stories from her life and, and kind of what she thinks about stuff. It's not, it, we don't have it, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, who else do we have coming? Susan Kalman, who is a wonderful comedian, hilariously funny, is doing a, an event with us to talk about her book, um, which I think has... Uh, one of the funniest titles uh, I have read all year. Um, it's kind of like, where is it? The Crab of Hate. She talks about the Crab of Hate, which that I think like is Pokemon. like such. Yes. Where is it? Cheer up, love. Adventures in depression with the Crab of Hate. So the Crab of Hate is like a character in her book. I don't get um, it. Basically, she's a depressed person. Okay. Who has invented. This character, the crab of hate. It's a like, crab. It's it's like it's an imaginary crab. Okay, okay. it's not a real crab. Okay, crab. it's okay. not an actual crab. I got it, but I, I thought maybe it was like a metaphor for something. I didn't realize it was an actual crab in her mind. It's an actual imaginary crab. Okay, but I think maybe the crab is a metaphor for got something. You. Fine. You'll have to read the book. All right. It's funny. Okay. I heard them talking about it on BBC Radio Four because I think it was Book of the Week. Ah. Um, and she was great. Um, you got all Noah Harari. That's the yep. That's, that's the, the one I was talking guy. about. Okay. Yep. And then we've got Margaret Drabble. Okay. Uh, Good work. Name. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful writer. We've got a bunch of new commissions this year. You know, we commission new work every year, which is oh no, I did not know that. Something far too few people know about what we do here. Mm. Um. So we have this year. We have five different commissions. So every year we have a writer in residence at the Midland Hotel. Okay. So this year it's Jane Rogers, who's mm-hmm. uh, writing a special story for us set there. What is it? Um, we don't know. Oh, what? We, writing it in situ? Yeah. She's writing it. She's going to do a residence at the hotel, write something, oh, and then right. we will all hear it at this event. Oh. So that's how it works. We've also got the Castlefield Manchester Sermon, okay. uh, which is a wonderful kind of opportunity for a writer to be passionate about something and to kind of deliver this sort of fire and brimstone speech about it. So mm. Camilla Shamsi is, is going to be doing that for oh, us. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to have Jeanette Winterson talking with her afterwards about... Milk and old Jeanette Winterson there. She, how many events is she doing? I think about she's ten. doing... I think she's doing two. <laughs> um, so then we have a new thing this year. We're doing the Royal Literary Fund Lecture, and okay. Ben, ben Ockery is doing that for us. And another really exciting one is Deborah Levy, who's just been long-listed for the Booker Prize. Is, oh, is she? Yep. 
and she's a fantastic writer. She has a new book out called Hot Milk, which okay. is really great. Um, and she's she's doing a special commission for us responding to the Fashion and Freedom exhibition at Manchester. Oh Valley. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be really interesting. Mm. Um, and we got Jean Sprackland uh, yep. writing writing some poems for us uh, around wow. the canals. Very exciting. So yeah, so, around the I thought I saw Jo Bell in here somewhere as well. Yes, Jo Bell is in here. Um, she is uh, in our Manchester Cathedral Poetry Prize event. Okay. Because I think she won, or was the judge? I can't quite remember. Let's see. Um, yep, she was the judge this year. So. She'll be reading as part of that, and along with Michael Simmons Roberts. Oh, yeah, he's a bit famous. He's great, yep. Yeah, you've got this other one, Power Lines, with Joe Bell and David Gaffney. That's right. Power Lines is a really cool event. I forgot she was doing that one as well. Um, Basically, Power Lines is working with folks in Salford um, whose stories perhaps don't necessarily get told very often. Um, to talk about from the urban edge, people's lives, real people's lives. Yeah. Um, so that's it's really cool because they're working with a poet and mm-hmm. a graphic novelist, and you know David who does those weird short stories. Yeah, uh, and oh, well, not anymore. He's got a f- novel now. That's right. He? That's yeah. right. And Stephen May, who's who's another novelist. So that 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 should be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, to see what comes of that. Comic art masterclass. That looks cool. Yep, that's part of our Children and Young People's program. Oh, We have some pretty cool people coming this year, including Michael Rosen. Workshops ideal one. for children aged 8 plus. Yeah, yep. I'll give that a miss. You could come, you know. Yeah. I mean... I want to learn how to draw comic stuff. And we've also got Emer McBride coming. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of her. Nope. She wrote a book called A Girl is a Half-Formed Thing. Oh, yeah, I know uh, that. That was a huge smash hit. Yep. Um, and she has a new book out. So we'll be doing that with the Center for New Writing uh, over there. What's that guy doing here? Alan, oh, Johnny Marr. Yeah. What do you mean, what's he doing? What's he doing He's here? Has he got program. a book as well? He does. Look at these guys that do other things that are writing books now. What, are you suggesting that, like, you, you know... should stick to music. That's what I'm suggesting. <laughs> well, you know, I think there are a lot of people who are interested to read about what Johnny Marr has to say yeah, about I know. His, his life. Um, another another person like that is Alan Cumming. Oh yeah. Oh, he's the uh, he's, is he a comic or a he's an actor. He's an actor. He's on The Good Wife, most kind of famously recently. I know. But he's him. been in all sorts of things, all yeah. sorts of films. He did cabaret on Broadway. That's where I know him. Yeah. Um, and he's just all kinds of awesome. So he. Yeah. I got his face. I know exactly yeah. what he looks like, but I can't. Figure out where I think it's 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 really kind of like, unfair with him because in addition to being this like incredibly gifted actor, he's also a fantastic writer. Like no joke. I'll be the judge of that. Fantastic. I don't think we have it yet. Some of these books, because they haven't come out yet, mm-hmm. you know, we don't actually know. We haven't seen them, so we kind of have the materials that the publishers have given us, mm-hmm. and we can look at the books they've written before and how they've been received, but. You know, some of them we haven't read yet, because no one's read them yet, because they're yeah. still being written, oh. you know? So it's it's and hard. We it's have a literature to, festival? That's what a festival's supposed to be. We have to like, start programming it? pretty much as soon as one ends. We yeah. have to start programming the next one. Right. So, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's so, okay, so what's your event then, this real story? Uh, real story. Yes, well, the real story, uh, we've got uh, Horatio Clare. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He is, well, he's a great writer. He wrote a book uh, that did really well, his first book, um, 
And he's written several other books about, I think most recently, Horizon for a Curlew mm-hmm. is, is uh, the last one he wrote. Okay. What so, a novel. No, no, it's a real story, so it's going to be creative yeah, nonfiction, isn't it? Yeah, it's creative nonfiction. Yeah. This is, I think you would class this as nature writing. Okay. Um, and he's, he also does oh, a lot Somerset around... Somerset Mom Award. Yeah, he does a lot around essay writing. Um, and so he, he'll be there, and we'll have a lineup of, of essays, mm. lo- local essays supporting him. So yeah. we're excited about that. Mm. And The Real Story has great news today, of course, in that we have... Yes, here we go. We have just... Uh, gotten Arts Council funding yeah, uh, to cover good. the next two years. That's very exciting. It is very exciting. You should tell me how to do it so I can get some. Uh, how to do art... How to... You just fill out the application. Okay? Is it That's really all. that simple? It seems hard. It's not... It's not easy. I'm not going to lie to you. This one I had to... I had... I had to do it two times. Like the first yeah. time, I didn't quite get it right, so I had to. When you say you don't, you mean you, you submitted twice, or you, you? I submitted it once, and then it didn't get considered. Okay. There were a couple things I had to fix before they considered it. Yeah. So they're very nice. They send it back and they say we can't actually look at it yet because okay. you haven't done this and that. Oh, so cool. they haven't at the time I submitted. They had a new system, so okay. it was all kind of confusing. Oh. Um, but but I got it in there, and That's great. it did get approved. So. Yeah. That's good, man. Excited. That's really good. Yeah, so it's fourteen thousand pounds. You know, it's that's. Uh, I think that's a decent chunk. It's like a decent chunk. It's a decent chunk. What are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna pay people? We are gonna pay people. We're gonna pay writers to write stuff awesome. for the real story. We are going to pay for a lot of writer development work to happen, one on one with writers. Sweet. Uh, we are going to expand the website into a digital platform for. Uh, resources around creative nonfiction yeah. for writers, for readers, teachers, mm-hmm. everything like that. We're going to publish tons of new essays. Mm-hmm. We're going to do events with lots, lots of different people. Um, Are you going to be able to, you know, pay yourselves as well? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. That seems to be a lot of people who get arts council funding. They forget that. Oh yeah, I need to live as well. No, no, no. I mean, this is. I've been doing this now for yeah, several I years. I forgot who I was talking to. And like, that's why the arts council is there mm-hmm. because we are artists, actually. Like. Yep. So it's important for us that when we have a headliner come to do a real story event, we're now able to say, since we're supported by the Arts Council, we can offer you a fee, mm-hmm. we can give you accommodation and pay your travel expenses. Sweet. So that's valuing what they do as a writer. Yeah. But it's also, we also get paid for the work that we do when Good. when I'm editing an essay and working with a writer, mm-hmm. I will get paid for that time. So mm-hmm. that's really important. Yeah. You know, because you get burnout really fast if you, <sighs> if you do it. stuff for yeah. nothing. Okay? Yes. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> I've been doing stuff for nothing my whole flipping life, including this. No. Why did I say that? See, I've ruined it. <laughs> I am my own worst enemy. I can't help it. No, it's, you know, listen, I think you, you have to do things for free for a little while, yeah. right? And that's okay. Mm. But after a while... You have to figure out a way to make it pay one yeah. way or the other. Some things you do for free because they help support other parts of your work, right? Yep. So it might be that you don't like actually get directly paid for this work right now. Yeah. But you're hoping that it'll come up chumps when you are able to publish that dystopian novel yeah. of yours, right? That'll happen. Um, so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. You're a good person to know. You know all the stuff. It's good. Um, anyway, that's it. Thanks. That's all? Yeah. That's really all you want? I think so, yeah. It's been yeah. 40 minutes. Cool.